The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Common Ground. I'm Gabe, the office manager, and I'm really happy to be introducing Kevin Griffin, our guest teacher tonight. Uh, Kevin is a internationally renowned teacher. He's uh, written a few books on the confluence of recovery and mindfulness, and he has a new book out on loving-kindness, which both books are um, available for purchase afterwards. Uh, But Kevin's been coming for many years to Common Ground, so he's a dear friend and teacher here. He's uh, done teacher training through Spirit Rock, um, is involved there, teaches there, as well as many other places. So we're really fortunate to have you here, Kevin, and thank you again. Thanks. This is on. Okay. Um, And I asked... uh, Shall to put the um, chant books out because what I'd like to do is at the end of the sit, uh, before I ring the bell, uh, if we can chant, if you, I'd uh, invite you to chant the Sutta on loving kindness with me, the Metta Sutta, uh, which is in the book somewhere. So if you turn your hymnals to page, no, wait, no, it's not. Sorry. Uh, Thought all you Lutherans up here would relate to that joke. So it's like it's page 28. Page 28. So you you'll so what I will do at the end I will chant I will say now let us chant the words the Buddha's words of loving kindness and then we'll start it together. And if you don't if you know it, great. And I'm sure many of you do. And those who don't, just follow along, or just hum into your sleeve. It's a uh, it's fun. As far as, you know, it's fun, you know, as far as we can allow you to have fun since we're Buddhists. So we don't want to have too much fun. We might get attached. So Good. I'm glad that you were laughed. That's, that's a good sign. Sometimes my jokes don't go over. and it's my, one of my koan is, if a joke isn't funny, is it a joke? So... Uh, it's one I contemplate often with my wife. So, so I will uh, give some guidance for meditation uh, to start. We'll be sitting for about 30 minutes. Uh, starting by bringing attention into your body, just feeling yourself here arriving in your body. Realizing that you have a body and what its state is right now. What its sensations and what its energy Does it feel light or heavy? Awake or dull? And then arriving in your mind, what's 
what's been going on in your mind, recognizing the streams of thought, the plans or memories or judgments, fears. All that we carry with us that we don't notice so much of the time, the life of the mind. This is a place where we often make a little more space in the mind. Not that we're turning off thoughts or trying to stop them, but just not being completely wrapped up in the the life of thought. Arriving in body, arriving in mind. Arriving with your mood, your emotions. Another aspect of experience that often goes unacknowledged unless something intense happens. But there is always some mood or emotion present, just to see that. All of these elements of experience influence our meditation experience. Sometimes we're surprised by what arises when we're meditating. But if we're aware of the background, we're not as likely to be taken by surprise when some stream of thinking comes up or some sensation or some mood. Finally, arriving with the breath. The breath, which is always here and often unnoticed. The precious breath, the breath of life. The ordinary breath, the simple breath. Coming into contact with the breath, the touch of the breath, the rhythm of the breath. Not trying to do anything special or accomplish anything. Not trying to Hold on to the breath. Just bringing a quality of ease and openness and engagement with life. All these manifestations of life. Life is both more simple and more complicated than we imagine. 
more simple in that it is simply body and mind. Feelings, thoughts, and sense experiences. More complicated because the body is such an elaborate system. But we're not responsible for running it. We can keep it simple in our practice. The mind, too, is complex, but not necessary for us to figure it out. Just be present with what arises through the mind, through the body. That's our role in this practice. Seems to be the habit of humans, though, to try to control their bodies, control their minds, control things that really can't be controlled. So we're letting go of that strategy when we come here to sit. rather than trying to run the show. We're just here to to watch it, to be aware of the show. It's enough of a challenge. The critical moment in practice is the moment of realizing that the mind has wandered, that we've left the breath behind. There's a tendency in that moment to criticize ourselves, to judge ourselves, to think that we've failed. But in fact, that's a moment of success, of waking up. 
nothing we can do about the fact that the mind has wandered. We can't correct that. In any case, it's perfectly natural. It's what the mind is trained to do. In that moment, we're given a a window into the mind, an opportunity to see the workings of the mind. What have I been thinking? How does it feel to have that thought? What's that feel like in my body? What's that feel like? My mood? In my mind? And then we start again. Back to the breath. No stories, no analysis, no judgment. Just this observing, attentive mind, curious to see what is true, what is real. In that moment, discovering the wandering mind, we also see our own tendencies towards perfection and control. And we're invited to bring a different approach, an attitude of kindness of acceptance, of ease. As we return to the breath, it's a returning home.
Now let us chant the Buddha's words on loving kindness. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud and demanding nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wife would later reprove, wishing in gladness and in safety may all beings be at Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another, even as a mother protects with her life her child, her own child. So with the boundless heart, should one cherish all living beings, radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths. Outwards and downward, free from hatred and the will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be 
the sublime abiding, I not holding to fixed use, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desire, 